How's it going, everybody? This is Dr. Roy from Lineco. Nathan Barr. And we are here today, this week, talking about how to make benefits fun. You may have clicked on this uh, video thinking, how in the world could that happen? Can benefits be fun ever? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I enjoy and look forward to my mm -hmm. benefits discussion with my leadership team. Said no one ever, right? Yeah. So today we're going to just talk about how to reframe thinking about benefits and what we have seen when you reframe and when you start to think about what's possible and then when you see the fruit of what's possible how meaningful that can be not only for your organization but also for the people in it yeah yeah benefits are always right and tied to an annual cycle they always are really how much more am i going to spend every year to get the same product or less of a product and it's a dreaded conversation there's really not a lot of fun behind it at all and so the opportunity you have uh, as a business owner as an insurance agent or broker uh, to craft a creative benefits strategy to help an employer really sets you apart in the market nowadays, I think. I think there's a strategic advantage to having more meaningful benefits the whole adage used to be, I go to work for an employer, you know, maybe some employers didn't offer insurance, maybe others did. And so me choosing an employer to work for would be driven by the fact of do they provide insurance or not? Everybody provides insurance now almost. I mean, it's, it's mandated above 50 employees. You have a lot of requirements for it. So how do you differentiate yourself and provide this meaningful benefit to a workforce beyond the traditional insurance plan through the blues and you get, you know, this, you got a three choices. Uh, what tier do you want? And as an employee myself, I somewhat dread those decisions too when I had to select my insurance plan. So how do you make that different, more exciting? What do you add into there that could, that could actually make a difference in somebody's life? Yeah. Yeah, and I think the, you had a saying right before we started filming that I thought was really impactful around, you know, do you remember what I'm referring to that kind of uh, quip you had uh, yeah. about what benefits could be like? Yeah, I mean, a, a, a true benefits package, I think benefits have the opportunity and the, the potential to change someone's life. And it's you as the employer, as I see it, benefits was a checkbox. Nowadays, uh, as we're seeing healthcare access issues, we're seeing people with chronic diseases and all these different issues arise, truly your benefits package could actually change someone's life now. And you as that business owner or really insurance agent selling or rep representing these products, you have the opportunity to change someone's life with your benefits package. And so it's, for me, employee benefits is is way bigger than than what it used to be um, and seeing especially solutions like uh, you know what we're providing in the markets it can make a it can make a huge difference yeah and you know I often talk when I'm in sales meetings with business owners that uh, to, to Nate's point I love the I don't know if you've ever seen the thought experiment where there's a grid of nine dots and the challenge is how do you connect all nine dots with four straight lines without picking up your a pencil or paper. And oftentimes when people try, they feel like it's impossible. There's always one dot that can't seem to connect with a straight line because they, they can't pick up their pen and like, ah, oh, this is impossible. The answer to the riddle, if you've seen it before, is that you have to draw the line outside of the grid. So instead of just stopping at the last dot and then trying to figure out where the next straight line go, you actually have to go outside of the grid and a ways to and get the angle you need to get all the dots. And the purpose behind the experiment is to recognize that nowhere in the instructions did it say to stay within the grid. It just said simply four straight lines without picking up your paper. And so I think it's normal for, it's a normal human response to think in boxes, mm -hmm. right? And so if I'm a business owner, I go into business, I'm entrepreneurial. A lot of the organizations we serve are still family founder owned and they still have that entrepreneurial spirit. And they remember the days when they were in their garage or their basement with just their first or two couple employees. And so they care 
a lot about their people. And they can become kind of cynical about benefits because as they grow, it just every year the insurance companies just increase their rates and then they also you know look to try and provide cool new benefits and then they don't get good engagements which we talked about in the last uh podcast and then they're just like man like i uh, just they become cynical like nothing i they don't my employees don't care i'm spending this money and they're not even using it and again i think the box that we think about is the things i have to play with or the levers i have to pull as a business owner right like i if you work for me i'm gonna pay you well uh and i'm gonna offer financial incentives like retirement plans 401ks so that if you work for me you have a better financial future than if you didn't and then traditionally when it came to that we employers said well i care about your health too and so i'm going to offer you health insurance which is really more of a financial product because it's an expensive thing and i'm going to subsidize it through uh, through work here to again help you your family but the thing i always drive home in sales meetings is i don't care if your employees have a million dollars in their 401k if they can't play with their grandkids when they retire because again at the end of the day every employee is working for my company as a means to an end. They're working for me because they're passionate about what we do, but first and foremost, because they need to provide. And so they are, I recognize that. And I know that they have driving factors outside of work that are more important than the work itself, because they, again, they care about themselves and their families and that's important. And so again, the man who has everything except his health has nothing. So if we don't focus first, what is the end in mind? What's the vision you have for your retirement? Are you sitting in a nursing home every day and having someone care for you? Or are you traveling the world? World, golfing, fishing, spending time with your family and grandkids. And if you're envisioning the second, then what intentional things are you doing day to day to improve the likelihood of that future? And if the answer is go to the doctor sometimes, then again, your probability is probably low. And so again, what we try hard to do is help employers to see there's really cool things you can offer in your benefits that if you get great engagement are going to not only create this amazing ROI for you in a lot of ways, but also to, to Nate's point, would can change someone's life. Yeah. And when you talk about, you know, being an employer of choice or, uh, you know, how do you retract and keep great talent, then when you look at the statistics as, as to why people leave jobs, it is rarely only because of the fact if you win someone over a dollar or here, you're going to lose them next time a dollar comes. So how you keep great talent is through the purpose and mission that you're serving and also that you in, are intrinsically showing you, them you care about them and what better way. Yeah, the value of having that work home, that community, um, know that your leaders care about you uh, in, a, in a workforce will keep people. Uh, you talk about the retention statistic, and if someone's receiving a benefit at your organization, you know, that they won't get somewhere else, then um, that is a huge sticky point. That'll, that'll keep them over leaving for a dollar an hour. And so concierge healthcare for uh, for your team, I mean, how do you get, you know, much better than that? I, I've, I've said a lot, too, I think, where I think the employer is going to become the new front door for healthcare. Um, right now you have traditionally primary care and you see the employer offering the benefit and then primary care taking it from there. I truly think, you know, part of the evolution of a lot of healthcare uh, providers like us is how do we mobilize and bring healthcare to our patients, not making our patients come to us. And um, that also that enhances engagement and that creates that relationship. Um, and, and really then drives outcomes in that scenario. And so, you know, by providing those services to your team and by doing so, you're impacting them at a significantly deeper level that, you know, the pay rate, your you know, hour or your deductible um, or any of those things really become semi-meaningless at, at that at that 
point. And yeah, I think as the employer, I'm looking at benefits in a significantly different way by saying, I'm going to provide you concierge healthcare. I'm going to provide you concierge visits uh, with a chiropractor, with, with an, uh, your medical home, in a sense, uh, I think really is a differentiator. And I always say engagement drives, um, or engagement is a great representation of how meaningful that benefit is. And so if you have benefits within your package and you're getting 5 to 10% engagement on those, it doesn't make any difference. An employee's not going to stay for that. But if you have a benefit where engagement's 60, 70, 80% of that, you know that that is meaningful. And not every employer can do that or will do that. And so it's it's a huge differentiator in the business marketplace. Yeah, agreed. I think, you know, we talked in our last podcast about engagement and the reason why, you know, both our organizations really tote this flag that what makes us different, what makes us unique is engagement is because to Nate's point, if your employees are engaged, you know, like we see commonly, and it is an exception for us in either of our organizations to see engagement lower than 50%. Like we are typically well above that. And the reason why is because the employees like it, they value it. And to your, again, kind of going back to, you know, when when I've encountered management teams that are get cynical about their benefits, I can we're both mm-hmm. business owners, mm-hmm. right? We both have lots of employees. And so we can both empathize when we talk to business owners about how much we're spending on benefits and if we feel like it is not being shown like there's no reciprocation of appreciation from an employee. That's hard when you're like, man, I I'm cutting this check every month for this benefit yeah. and five percent of my people are using it. That's hard, right? And so I think just recognizing that, you know, if you to Nate's point, if your people are engaged at a high level, that's going to, it means that they value this. And I think maybe one thing that would be useful too, just to know is uh, both of our organizations, I think, I don't know if I've ever mm-hmm. asked you this directly, but I yeah. would assume the biggest thing that we typically look for in, at least in, in, uh, in our mm-hmm. sales process, is the ethos or the way the management views their people. If they see mm-hmm. their people as an asset and something like us as a investment, not an expense, then that might sound like semantics, but that view fundamentally is very important because, again, we care about your people a lot. That's why, you know, that's why we started the, these organizations. And so um, we're on the same page that we're here to serve your people and get them yeah. engaged and help them have have these wins, have lives changed, then we are all for it. We're marching the same way. But if, if again, if, if it's this opposite, like, oh, like, this is just another expense and yep. maybe my people, like, I don't really care about them as much. I'm just caring about driving home the ROI. And again, in our next podcast, we're going to talk a lot about ROI and how we track it. But if that's what the entire uh, conversation is revolving around, fundamentally, we might be at odds with just yep. the way that we view the world and how we view your employees. Yeah, we call it our psychological profile for a business. And it's how exactly right from an employee care standpoint, how much do you are you caring about or thinking about your employee and um, and what you can provide them and so if that psychological profile matches with our services and we're aligned philosophically on how we want to care for your team we see magic happen it's fantastic our messaging aligns with your messaging um, you have that ROI conversation where sometimes it's am I talking to HR or am I talking to the CFO when I CFO who cares about people and knows dollars those are really good CFOs and you should hold on to them and every business has to run but there's uh, in it there's this savings that will demonstrate in, pre- in uh, future uh, podcast that if you do the right thing, you care about your people, you're providing this service that's highly engaged with, savings come. 
They just, and though we'd like to show and prove that, it's something that's just almost like a pay to play. It just happens. Savings just happen. Um, so I always, we always start with do the right thing, um, do the right thing for the people. And once you get that, everything else follows. Yeah. And I think yeah. just to, to kind of wrap up the conversation again, you know, we try really hard to drive home both with employees and on the patient facing side, but also with management that there's power in our words. And so if I talk to ma- the leadership teams and there's this, they have this kind of cynical, they've been burned before attitude around benefits. I try and really hard to be like, Hey guys, like let's reframe this conversation a bit because, uh, you know, a great example is if you had never met Nate before and I'm talking to you and I say oh my gosh this Nate guy he's the worst like mm-hmm. before like we're like he just well, he's gonna grind your gears you're not gonna like him the likelihood that you're gonna find reasons to not like Nate is high even if he's yeah. the nicest guy in the world and so the same thing can happen to your benefits if you're just approaching the conversation with oh is this again man this is gonna be awful it, I guarantee it but again if you approach it with like man I'm frustrated I want this to be better and I want it to be then again there's a great way to do this and again what what i love in these sales meetings and i know nate does and his team does too is dreaming with the team like hey let's talk about like what what's a win look like what does an amazing outcome look like and how do we do that like how can we when you think about employee engagement and satisfaction and retention like what are the things that you're just like oh man if only those are fun conversations because then it's like yeah let's talk about how we get you there and we get these people engaged we get them some wins and they will appreciate you so much for making the introduction to the provider that changed their life or changed their family's life. Yeah, we hear we hear the stories. Those are the, the best things to share with the employers is this is somebody who's been struggling for years with something and they finally have overcome it and have a plan and have hope at the end of the day. And uh, for us, that's why we got into healthcare was to help people. But to be able to be sitting in a leadership position within a business um, and be have that same feeling, um, it's hard to explain it, but it's something so special that you get to feel. And you know that it's really that ripple effect that gets created. You impact that one life that could potentially impact another. And, and the power of that is significant. So you as that business owner, HR professional, insurance agent, when you're crafting these benefits, you really got to look at it and say, I have the ability to change someone's life by doing this. This is not a, an X's and O's blocking and tackling. This is something that can be very creative. It can be, I mean, life-changing for an individual. So truly look at it that way, I think, and, and care about your people in that way. Um, if you take that lens to it, I like that lens, and uh, and say, you know, I'm going to take this perspective. It does change decision-making. Yeah, and then again, just the last point to drive home. We talked about this a bit in our engagement episode, but I just wanted to circle back and drive it home that, again, if you're frustrated about the lack of engagement in some of your benefits, we talked about in the engagement episode that it might not be that your employee doesn't care. It just might be they don't really uh, And part of what we and our organizations do is when we're working with employees, you know, we're working with them on their health and what we're focused on, on the chiropractic and, and holistic side and, and obviously on the traditional side with Nate. Uh, but also it's when we recognize that an employee needs help with something, make it, ask them, hey, have you thought about, you know, your EAP program or have you connected with this or have you tried this? And it's just getting them connected or navigated to the correct spot. And sometimes it's just a matter of, you know, enlightening them about it. Other times it's also enlightening to hear the perspective from the employees because I've, I don't know about you, Nate, mm-hmm. but I've talked to some companies where our management teams, I've said, you know, listen, I've recommended your EAP program to like 10 employees in last week, and they've all said they want it, but this is a barrier. And so again, as a, as an owner, those are the things you love to hear. You want that 
feedback. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like I, I want to know that you're wanting this, but you can't seem to get in or that there's a barrier here. So again, I think there's just, there's a lot of value there with getting good engagement, which again, if you haven't watched the episode, I would encourage you to, to go yeah. back. So I just wanted to hit that one more time before yeah. we wrap up here. But anyways, so just to wrap up, so we would love to hear your feedback. So again, if you like this episode, if you, we hope you've gotten some value from it. I hope it's been inspiring for you. Um, again, you can like, follow, uh, subscribe to this podcast, comment below. Again, we would love to hear about the amazing benefit situations that you've been in and, yeah. and how you've made it fun. Or also, again, if you find it just to be the worst and you are wanting mm-hmm. to figure out, you have questions about like, man, like I can't seem to ever make this part fun. How would you guys do it? Again, uh, we would love just to start a conversation with you. And even if it's not with us, we just, at this point, mm-hmm. uh, we're getting to know a lot of amazing brokers and different vendors that we work with or closely with. And so we would love to at minimum point you in the direction of someone that might be able to help you as well. So yeah. again, we hope you found this valuable. And again, thank you again. And I think our next episode is going to be on ROI. So yeah, ROI. Meat potatoes. Great conversation. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, again, thank you. Again.